0: say it southern aspiring to live not just as moms but as modern southern women we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals listen in as we celebrate the south and those who say it southern
1: this week, we're chatting with two more Boss Babe entrepreneurs out of St. Louis, Missouri about their business, GLOW, and that is GLOW with an E. They're a unique business consulting firm focusing on who your people are, not just what the numbers say. I don't know. We were thinking maybe some of you listening out there might need a little glow up for your business. And now you can join us, as we say at Southern with Whitney and Celeste from GLOW.
0: Whitney and Celeste, thank you so much for coming on Say It Southern today. We are excited to hear about Glow, what you're doing, how this all started. I, we love it. Yeah, we're <laughs> we we all in. It. We need it. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're excited because I really believe that you can
2: help our community that listen to Say It Southern. Well, that's awesome. We're so excited to be here, and um, ex- always excited to talk about Glow and how to help people glow. So thanks for having us. So let's just get started. What is GLOW? So GLOW is all about transforming the way businesses get done. Like fundamentally, we believe that the systems where businesses have been, how businesses have been operating don't really value the humans and the human energy that are so important and so critical for businesses to thrive. And so we're kind of here to disrupt the system and figure out how to help both the individuals and then help create the systems within businesses that help the business glow. And so it's a little bit both, both things.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have a back? I mean, are you a businesswoman yourself? Like what what were you doing before you started Glow?
2: Yeah. So super interesting. Um, I started in accounting and finance, but not really wanting to be an accountant or be in financial services necessarily. So at every step of my career, I was always focused on the human behaviors and like the why behind things. And I spent 25 years in different organizations uh, working with ultra wealthy families and founders of businesses and CEOs of large companies, basically help them develop healthy family systems and culture. And that was um, a lot of work around trust and communication. And so all of that work with families has really informed basically our philosophy for GLOW that, you know, if when we know the statistics about the businesses with the healthy cultures and high employee engagement and people feeling great about their work and how they do that is so critical to the business's success, but yet, it's often talked about as like a nice to have, not a need to have. Mm-hmm. And so we're, ta- I'm taking all of that experience with families and applying it in a different way to help these businesses and these in- individuals. And Celeste has a different background. So I'll let her.
3: I do. I'll share a little bit about my background, but then I, I know I'm not hosting this podcast, but I also want to ask Whitney to talk about her personal transformation story alongside her professional background because I think that's a really important part of this story and it's an important part of GLOW as well Uh, because we know to to create massive change, people have to change as individuals. If people change as individuals, but we can't change systems, the whole thing can't happen. If systems change, but people don't change, the whole thing can't happen. So there's these multiple elements kind of pulling at each other to create this shift that we're we're trying to help lead in business. Um, Okay, so me... I started my career as a teacher. I actually started my career teaching middle school math. I did that for four years in St. Louis. And then I decided it was time to do a career switch because I just wasn't feeling happy and fulfilled. And I could just see the writing on the wall that for me, this wasn't going to work out long-term. So I got this idea, I'm going to go into business. (laughs) And so I just started talking to people and some people told me, "Uh, I don't know what you really have to offer as a teacher, which If there are any teachers listening, by the way, please contact me because I was so on fire about this. I wrote like a 10-page guide about how amazing teacher skill sets are in business. Anyway, it's not even a side hustle. It's just something I just did for fun because that's how much I care about that. But anyway, I ended up getting connected to Whitney and I joined uh, our former firm as an admin working for the six partners who ran the firm. And... Whitney and I connected immediately and we were like yin and yang. And so while I was working with all these different leaders, I just started getting a gravitational pull more and more to Whitney's areas of interest, which had to do with culture and people and brand and marketing. And so um, she helped me evolve my role over the seven years that I spent there. And and then we just became this, we, we just kind of took over all these areas <laughs> to help grow the firm. And all the lessons we learned in transforming and making that a magnetic culture for people, we thought, well, how cool would this be if we were able to help lots of businesses and lots of leaders be able to do this? And um, so when Whitney decided it was time to start Glow, I said, I don't care what you're doing next, but I'm coming with you. And we're going <laughs> to yeah, be whatever. in this together. Yeah. Uh huh.
0: So Whitney, goodness. then let's go back and hear your story. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so it's an interesting thing. I do gloss over the personal transformation story, um, but it is critical to the the founding of Glow. That's for sure. So, um, about twelve years ago, I had, I guess, a pretty significant wake up call um, relative to kind of how I was operating, and a lot of it had to do with. The abusive marriage that I was in—that took me a while to basically wake up Um, to—and so I had three people, kind of in very short order, um, I guess, have many interventions with me, and and one of them actually was uh, my therapist, our therapist, our marital therapist, was very interesting, and so that kind of kicked off this life transformation because I had no idea really who I was. I mean, it was this massive wake up call of, you know, Hey, I've been operating in this very um, black and white environment. Every minute of every day was planned for me. And um, I was, you know, beholden to someone else's point of view about what I should be doing, how I should be doing it at all times. And so and exactly.
3: you were very externally successful too. I should, yes. let's add
2: that part. No, that's very true. And so I had, I had, I mean, from the outside looking in, I had more than a handful of people say, Oh my gosh, I had no idea because from the outside you looked like you had it all. Like you were at the peak of your you know, career. You were doing all these amazing things. You were on all these charitable boards. You were involved in the community. You had three kids, you know, you were balancing it all and everything. And yet inside, I was shrinking as a person. And, you know, for those who know me at all, I'm like constantly smiling and very, um, energized all the time. And I was not that way. I was like a shell. Like I put it all out there when I had to at work for my team or for my clients or whatever. And then I just was hollow on the inside. And I just didn't really know that I had lost so much of myself that I really didn't know who I was. And so as part of leaving my husband and getting my kids and I set up in a new place and just starting this process, I was really diving into yoga. I didn't really know much about yoga. I kind of, you know, stumbled upon it for the workout aspect. And um, and yet that opened up so many doors because I ended up meeting some spiritual teachers. You know, along the way that really helped me with that you know of course I was in traditional therapy for a period of time because um, you know just the trauma of going through uh, coming out of that kind of marriage and and realizing a lot of the things that I had not consciously um, realized and so that was part of it but I would say that it was the spiritual transformation and really helping me unravel who I thought I was and really tapping into who I am. Um, was kind of going on concurrently ironically as I was helping to grow this other firm based on my vision and what I was seeing that families need. I mean we started with you know a very small 11 person company and when Celeste and I left the company we were 45. we started as one teeny tiny little office and we ended up having three offices, you know St. Louis, Denver, and Dallas. and so we we rebranded and had all this, amazing transformation of this company. And at the same time, I was just going through this personal, I don't know, unraveling and then rebirth, so to speak. And so as part of that journey, I realized that what I really need to do is go build Glow. And that was kind of the me trusting myself, me getting confident with myself and realizing that I can do something like this. And I was super passionate about bringing this into the world. We talk about glow as a movement all the time. And we do believe it is a movement for that personal and business transformation. So, um, so I feel like I've lived that. And so when I'm talking to leaders that want to glow or what they want their businesses to glow, it's really easy for me to talk about, hey, I get it. I get the hamster wheel. I get the, you know, the negative self-talk, the limiting beliefs, the thing like you just have to continue to hustle in order to be successful. I get all of that because I bought into it for so long, but yet there is a new way. There is a different way and you don't have to absolutely kill yourself or sabotage who you really are in order to have everything that you want. And so I think that living, having lived that and understanding how hard it really is, to transform and, and do all that work does help us, uh, you know, relate to these leaders that we're working with. And we really, I'm so passionate and I know Celeste and the rest of our team are too. We're so passionate about helping people tap into their true selves and just let the world see it. We all need to glow right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Love that. <laughs> yeah. I am over here. My pencil's flying. <laughs> oh boy, oh You're right boy. Ready to glow. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I I believe, too, that we don't even know what kind of personal blocks that we may have or business blocks that we may have up or within. We have all these stuff, but it's stuck. And until you kind of get that out, you don't
2: even know what your potential is. Right. And that's why, I mean, honestly, when I started kind of journaling about what this company could be, I just kept writing the word glow. And it's glow with an E, not because we don't know how to spell, but very intentionally the E is for the energy because to your point, how you just described it, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all about, we're all made of energy. We, Mm -hmm. that's what we are in a, in a system, whatever kind of system, a business system, a family system, whatever, it is all about the energy flow. And so if you can, if we can help people identify what might be blocking, however, that might manifest itself, if we can help unblock and help people glow, it's like you think about the way that I have described like my own personal um, transformation. It's like going from living in black and white to like full blown technicolor. But along the way, it wasn't like all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm going from being this black and white being to like all of a sudden turning on the color. It was like, oh, there's this piece I'm taking off this piece of the mask that was black and white. And there's some color emerging. So it's a process for sure. And, um, yeah, we have a lot, a lot of, lot of, uh, things to offer, I think.
3: Yeah. And part of the reason we've decided, I mean, you could, for someone who's passionate about personal transformation, there's a lot of directions to go, right? There's a lot of kind of, there's the life coaching scene. There's people who are doing individual personal development and they're using apps and they're leading into spirituality or religion or whatever those systems are for them. But part of the reason we decided to start, with glow focusing on business is because we just imagined if some of these leaders that feel like there's something more for them like Whitney did are willing to lead into this journey of healing and then they run companies that impact hundreds and thousands of people and that they make decisions that change the flow of capital in significant ways on a daily basis what a great place to start what a great you know, one, two punch to start with. And, you know, Whitney used to, we always used to laugh because Whitney always says global domination, like her plan is global domination. <laughs> <laughs> think big, think big. Right. Think yeah. big. And so there's, we feel like there's so many things we could do and want to do. Um, but we're very, very much focused on leaders and businesses right now. And we think that that will help us grow the platform and the brand and the voice to be able to affect all sorts of people at every level.
1: So who's your client? Who who's who's the man or woman walking into your
2: business and says, well, "I need to glow." Usually they're coming to us with um, other pain points. I I aspire to that one day where people will call and say, "Okay, I want to glow." I guess we've had one person say that, <laughs> but I think that in general, you know, people are coming and they're saying, you know, we're struggling with um integrating these three businesses into one you know one cohesive company one brand that kind of thing we're struggling with turnover we're struggling with you know burnout in our organization and so they're coming with all these pain points and what's been interesting is is our process kind of operates no matter what those pain points are because it all bo- the pain points generally boil down to some kind of human you know human block or human behavioral block kind of thing and, and so we have a very um unique approach to kind of getting to that those vulnerable roots of the problems so that we can fix them from the from the root mm-hmm. because that's where the lasting change is and so our clients are you know small to medium sized growing companies and you know typically growth isn't the issue i think it's more you know, how they're going to achieve that without continuing to burn out their people, or how are they going to attract enough people to be on the mission with them in order to achieve their goals and things like that. So I don't know if you have anything else to add, Celeste.
3: Yeah, I think it definitely starts with business pain and then and philosophical alignment. So we've tried to be very, very forward with what we believe and what we stand for and all of our messaging and our on our website. So we hope that you know, someone who has a pain point in business is, is going to go to our website and immediately say, yes, this is me or no, what are they talking about? This has nothing to do with people. And I just need someone to come in and do a spreadsheet workup and give me some recommendations for cost cutting. There's lots of <laughs> firms, right? There's yeah. lots of firms that do that. We don't do that. Yeah. And we yeah. don't believe in handing off recommendations and walking away either. We want to be with people because we understand that transformation starts with a really clear plan, but it's only successful. Once you start to try and put it into practice and once you realize, wow, this sounds great on paper, but it turns out to be really hard to have these hard conversations or to use new messaging or to operate in a totally different way from how you were brought up and treated as a leader throughout your entire career. So it's a it's a big deal and it takes a lot of energy and fusion, and that's what we bring, for a certain period of time before we can back off and they can continue to soar on their own without flying too close to the sun.
1: Mm-hmm. So, are these baby businesses? Are these mid-sized businesses? Who who's coming to you
2: asking these questions? Um, we're, I mean, I think at this point we've covered every <laughs> every <laughs> size business. Uh-huh. Um, I think we're seeing the ones that are, I would say, you know, not in proof of concept phase, not startup phase necessarily. They're they're starting to really accelerate. Um, you know, our ideal client is they've got, you know, between 15 and 50 employees and they're growing to something more massive. I mean, I think that's where, you know, we're seeing the, the shift and it doesn't mean that we're not seeing people on the other end, on the, on the bookends. But if I look at where we tend to um, really attract people is it those, they're really starting to accelerate. And they're just kind of, it's, things are kind of out of control a little bit. And they're like, "Whoa, maybe I need some help. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think listening to you speak that I'm thinking of, I have a day job and then I have the podcast business. So I'm thinking, listening to you about, say it's Southern and our business it's just the two of us here, um, and how we're dreaming big, and how we're wanting to grow, and how are we going to take these next steps and build our bit and stay energized, and um, you know, and avoid getting burnt out on it because um, it is a lot of work. And then I'm also thinking about the company that I work for, we've, you know, we tripled in size the past year. So we've acquired all these new, we've acquired new businesses, we've acquired new people. And I also see that burnout of kind of doing everything, a little bit of everything to get the company going. And now everybody's kind of taken on new roles and leadership roles. And um, I kind of hear what you're saying too, about when the leaders are, are good and happy and things are rolling and not this tension, it just, it does, it kind of, you know, rolls on to the next, phase of the company Mm -hmm. and it keeps that culture good and everybody's more productive and happy and, you know, all of that. So I can definitely see where this would benefit, you know, Courtney and I, as well as big corporations or up and coming corporations.
3: Well, I think there's also, we we had oh, we had a client who described this so beautifully. People who have already started and grown businesses and who are starting a new business, it's a really different type of startup than someone who's never really been in business and is starting a business for the first time. And I think the ramp up is different. They think about things differently. They build structures from the beginning in a little bit of a different way. And so we've had a couple real startup startup clients where it's, uh, it's a little too wishy-washy for us to come in and have the impact we like to have. But we've also had some where people have... Two successful businesses are a track record already and they're only like a year, year and a half in, but they've built something so solid with so much demand that it's absolutely the right time.
0: Yeah. So what is your process? So let's say, you know, we have we can use Saint Southern for an example. You know, we've been doing this three years. You know, what would you how would you start with Courtney and I?
3: I could tell you exactly how we'd start. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh we have we do the glow starter. And the glow starter is a 90-minute deep dive. We do. And we always say there's either one or two people running a company. There's never more than that. Mm -hmm. So we're either doing one or two deep, all right, sorry, glow starters. And that's a question, that's a 90 minute set of questions. It's really all about you. It's not about the business at all. We do end up sometimes talking a little bit, but it's really about what motivates you, what brings you joy. What do you and other people see as your strengths and weaknesses? What do you feel like you're on this planet to do? And what we've found that that does is it allows us to figure out what motivates you and what drives you so that, A, we know how to cheerlead you through the process, but also so we know how to start making sure we get you into a leadership role that's right for you and that's not going to cause you to burn out. Uh, it does so many things. That's it's, and, and it's unique yeah. because most companies start with the company. You don't start with the leader as an individual. Mm-hmm. And so um, we we love that part of our process and we feel like we just build such rapport with leaders and get to know people so well. And also it's just if you love humans, you love hearing people's stories. It's just really cool. You just hear things that you don't expect. You just get to know these people on a really deep level. We talk about childhood. We talk about all this, all these things in 90 minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's that's step int- one. It is,
2: it is a vulnerable conversation right out of the gate. And it, I would say that for some people, it does really throw them off because Typically, if they're hiring a business consultant of some sort, we're only talking about the business or, you know, the different strategies and we're diving into that piece and we're kind of the opposite. We're saying we need to get to know you on a really authentic, deep level so that we can then help the business even more. Um, And so I think that vulnerability that we establish very early does set the path for the business deep dive because we're kind of cutting through what they think they should say. And we're getting from a business perspective, we're able to get much deeper, much quicker. Mm -hmm.
0: I like that just from looking at your website, um, you know, you're saying you do the deep dive and then you help to kind of clarify the business. And I feel like that's probably where a lot of people are just stuck. And that's probably, you know, you get stuck and then you see the burnout and you feel all this, but it's just kind of like, you know what you want, or you think you do, and you know where you want to take your business, or at least you think you do, but it's kind of like, how do we get the strategy going? How do we, um, you know, what is the process? What are our roles going to be? And, and you just kind of get stuck and
2: it's like, you don't really know what to do. Yes. A hundred percent. That. Yep. I mean, we talk about radical clarity all the time. And I think for so many of the leaders, they've been going and doing and you're in the business and you're saying yes to opportunities and you're, you know, you're building or you're doing things and to stop for a minute and go through a series of questions that we ask in order to really get to that essence. You know, we call it like getting down to your soul. Like what's the soul of the business? What is this all about? And it's the most joy, I don't know, it's for me and I think for Celeste too, it is the most joyful moment when we finally hear it and we get it. And then when we're able to parrot it back, which is the second part of our process, but when we're able to parrot it back to them in what we call a mirror deck, it is the most fun I've ever had. Because to look at these founders or CEOs and be like, yes, that's exactly, I've just never seen it this clearly. Mm -hmm. I've never, and it's just, they get this overwhelming feeling of, yes, that's us. That's, that's exactly what I want to build and how I want to talk about it. And the best thing about our deck is that, you know, It's not just mission, vision, purpose, values, you know, that kind of stuff that stays on the shelf that after you finish wordsmithing it, it like never gets the light of day. We build the mirror deck so that it becomes a decision making framework. So think about it. You're a business person. You've got all these opportunities and yeah, you're just flying around. Well, now you've got a very clear framework that says, you know, does this opportunity, is this in service of blah, 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 blah. Yes or no? If it's no, the answer is no. Take it off the table. Don't justify. Don't don't go farther. Don't go faster. I felt like you're like talking to me right now. <laughs> so, well, but you no, know, but it's okay. every leader, and so I mean, and I think we're pretty psyched because we did one of these on Monday, and we've had them use it already twice this week, and it's been transformational for them because they were able to make decisions more quickly, but also with the knowing that it is exactly right. Mm -hmm. And then in one case, uh, they had to, they were able to identify three questions that they needed to get answers to before they could make that final. Yes. But they knew that it was, you know, pretty much there. And so I love that we're able to build something that people can use immediately that does help their business speed up in a way that's not just piling on opportunities. It's very aligned, it's very clear, and you know, once you get those hell yeses, um, they fuel everything. Yeah. And so you want to eliminate the ones that are not the hell yeses. But if you don't have a framework, sometimes it's hard yeah. to know because you're like, oh, but I really want to do that, or uh-huh. I really, I'm excited about that. I yeah. could do that. Uh-huh. I could do. Yeah, it. I could do this.
3: Yeah, I feel or like I just I'm need to make some money this too, Yeah, so I'm like,
1: yeah, yes,
3: exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Wait, would you exactly. say some less? I don't
3: want to. Or you just, you just need to make some money this month. Like that's just real. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like I'll step up to that. I'll do it. I'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. So that's the beginning of the process. And then, you know, our, from there, we've usually identified, you know, okay, then we need to work on this or, you know, and, um, we just kind of go with the flow after that on how we can have the biggest impact to get the business aligned to this mirror deck and get, and get the leaders in the habit of you know, how to make these aligned decisions. And there's some tough conversations along the way, because sometimes you've got customers or people or things that don't align to this. And so we've got to just address it. And we know it's not going to be perfect, but how do we, how do we make, start making these decisions that are the best for the business and for the leaders? Mm -hmm. And it's just, and that's why we like, we like being in there long enough. I mean, if we just, walked away after a mirror deck. I mean, we can do that. It's really hard for us because we know that the real transformation happens in the micro shifts. Yes. We talk about the micro shifts all the time. And, you know, if, if we were a traditional consulting firm, they'd be like, oh, we're going to do the business. dive. We're going to tell you everything that we see and good luck. We'll check in maybe in a quarter or something like that. I, that's things fall apart. It after that, it's usually that that document that you just spent a ton of money on just goes and sits on the shelf. And I've seen yes. this so much, mm-hmm. and so we're like, we don't want to be that. We want to be the partners that are like, yeah, okay. And you're going to have those SOS moments, you know, where someone reaches out and texts us, like, this just happened. Help. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, good and bad. I'm sure. Yeah, we like
1: to call oh, this yeah. blow nine one ones.
2: Yeah, There right. we go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. I love that. I love um, that.
1: Yeah. So uh, speaking of that, and your accessibility to the to the client, we know that you're based in St. Louis, but you've got clients all over the world. Do you do you do you do it via Zoom? How do you how does someone establish this relationship with you guys?
3: Well, we were a business that started in October 2020, so we were born in in Zoom world. Yeah, um. y'all never actually <laughs> even met, have you? <laughs> <laughs> right right <Yeah. laughs> um so we we do have more more in person meetings and it was a funny transition back because the first you know year or so of our business was almost totally virtual um and it's you know it's possible to build the rapport virtually and i think before we left our prior firm we had spent several months working on a strategy to help get the firm you know really healthy remotely. And we celebrated a major anniversary of that company remotely. We onboarded someone remotely. And I think that informed the start of GLOW quite a lot um, because we kind of understood what it takes and how it looks different when you're not in person, it's about, you know, planned meetings and frequency and having a really, really clear plan so that it's never just showing up each week. Like, okay, what are we going to do next? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we started back meeting with people in person, it was kind of funny because you don't plan You forget to plan about travel time. Like you forget about getting dressed, like all of this
2: so
1: <laughs> <Like, ooh. laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It's, it's
2: yeah. definitely a hybrid. I mean, there are some clients that, um, we have one client on the East coast that I've met in person one time, which led to the, all the following things. And we've been working together for, I think a year and they've never met Celeste in person. We are going to go meet with them in person in May, but, um, but it is kind of interesting. And I think that in addition to what we learned uh, about our prior firm and how to how to continue to build relationships, I think the ability for us to build strong, solid relationship has a lot to do with the questions that we ask and the environment that we can create that makes people, you know, feel safe and feel secure enough to answer those questions. And so, um, and also, I had probably some of the most impactful business and personal relationships um, that I built over Zoom through an organization that I'm part of. We They create like handpicked six of us to seven of us to all, you know, kind of be in this very, you know, high confidentiality business, kind of a forum like thing. And I had never, I still only met two of the people in person and I mean, we know so much about each other and (laughs) it was such an incredible experience. I'm like, I can't believe, I mean, it is mind blowing to think that I've never met most of these people in person given, you know, how, how vulnerable. So it's definitely our preference. I mean, we love people. We love being in in contact with people in person, but we do understand that now we have this, we have enough of the skills and We know how to do this well so that we can still get those results virtually if we need to. Mm -hmm. So it's a hybrid for sure.
0: If someone reaches out to you as a business and, you know, you do your glow connect, you know, you're the first deep dive, then I know you have a team. Do you Mm -hmm. say like, I think Courtney and Sarah would work well with Celeste or Whitney, or is it a whole group team glow that gets on board?
3: How do you want to, how do you want to answer that? It, it really depends. I'd say um, we, each of us have different strengths in the process for the whole, um, you know, Whitney and our other amazing chief synergy officer, Kim, are more like relationship leads. So I think anyone who was doing chief synergy officer work would have one of them on the team. And then I'd be part of at least the discovery in the mirror meeting. Mm -hmm. um, creation. We also have an incredible executive coach and some people just work with her and have never worked with us. Mm -hmm. And then some people are working with us as a chief synergy officer and realize, Oh, I need some personal work in order to make this organizational transformation happen. And we sort of recommend, Hey, we think you should work with Ariana. Here's how much Mm -hmm. it costs, you know? Um, so it's pretty fluid throughout the team, but I love that we try it's a to full cool service, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. and Kim like Kim is disk certified, for instance, and we're not we we have fluency in disk, um which if that's one of those personality things, um it's like there are color ones and letter ones and number ones and Enneagram and Myers-briggs and all of these things. Um, we use disk because it's very communication focused. And so we find that that's a pain point that almost every organization comes to us with. And so that's a great sure. assessment mm-hmm. tool and training tool to use. So yeah, like if Whitney and I started with someone and we realized there was a big communication issue, we'd be like, Kim, <laughs> come right <Yeah>. over.
0: <laughs> so what would you say to a business when, how would they know when it's time to reach out and get help? You know, like if you're a business and you're kind of feeling stuck, do you say like, I think you need help. Like it's time. You need a little boost. You need a little glow.
2: <laughs> yeah. People reach out when they've reached a certain point where they're either, you know what, I can't not do this, or I at least want to understand better, you know, what would GLOW help me do? Like, mm-hmm. why would I, why would I do it? It's usually like they're feeling stuck or they're feeling yeah, spinning like the wheels baser, like not knowing yeah. what to do next or where to take yeah. it or how to move forward.
1: Yeah. Sometimes people never know. You know, I mean, don't we all know businesses that just kind of operate and they make a little bit of money and they, you know, have a handful of things that they're involved with. They've got a chamber plaque, Mm -hmm. you know, they've contributed this much to a local charity and that's just kind of where they want to live. That's what they want to do. And they never maybe realize, damn, you got some really, you got some potential here, you know, and and some people and doing that work and that block, it goes back to that, not even realizing what
2: they could do on the next level. Yeah. Right. I think, I think too, think- with so many women, Oh, sorry, so many women, business owners and leaders, um, there's, you know, all these statistics about how levels of confidence um, do matter. And women tend to not have the same level of confidence in business. And so I think that those limiting beliefs, or maybe to your point, they don't even know what's possible, Mm -hmm. um, could be a limiting factor, you know, like they don't even know that they can, they don't even know that they can glow brighter. They don't even know that they could be bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, And so usually there'll be some catalyst and, you know, that's why I think we're so passionate about you know, getting people signed up for our newsletter. We're always trying to like give people little nuggets, just, you know, how do we help them think differently or help give them a new perspective or inspire them, whether that's, you know, through our newsletter or our posts or something like that, because hopefully, you know, we're just looking for that spark. Like what, we don't know what's going to interest people. Um, but we're taking all of this Knowledge and things that we're seeing, and we're trying to put them like in little bite-sized pieces. Like here's just a little, here's just a little dollop of, of knowledge or ins- potential inspiration for you. And then from there, we fi- we figure that you know people will reach out when they feel like I'm curious or I can't not do something. Mm-hmm. I've got to change. Help, you know. Bragging so on kind our, of a spectrum. our community I feel like our community is like. I'm going to do this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like people that, that follow along with say at Southern and those people that are like, Oh yeah, I see my yeah, potential. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Like mm-hmm. that's great. Day. You know, So yeah. I'm most people,
3: it. most people come to us with some kind of vision and it, it, a really strong vision and a lot of excitement and it can be tempered by burnout, you know? So mm-hmm. they're either ready to be like, okay, I got to do this or I'm going to fail. Or I, I I'm either going to, get out of this company totally and shut it down or sell it or whatever, or we're going to do this other big thing. So I think, you know, it's kind of like if you're sitting in your house and you're kind of unhappy with it, but you don't have any really plans or clear vision about how to move to another house or whatever. And you're starting to look at Pinterest boards and you're starting to see other people's houses and you just get a little more and more irritated. And then you're about to jump out of your skin and you're like, I'm moving. And then things start to show up in your, in your environment, and you start to notice houses for sale and you start to notice a realtor and you start to notice things that are going to help you make that big shift, but not until you're ready. Because it's a yeah. lot of work to sell a house, right? You have to yeah. paint things and get <laughs> things ready and you have to spend money and all that. So you really have to be ready to jump out of your skin to make that huge, huge investment. But it's so worth it when you walk through your new front door. We yeah. interview a lot of people,
1: a lot of people over the last three years that have been in this position and have said, I mean, think about Chicken Salad Chick. Yeah. And th- I mean, I just I have so many that are coming to mind that says it was going to shut down or it was going to make millions. That mm-hmm. right. was at the point, it was the day. If I didn't have an offer come through today, it you know, she had this. I mean, you got to yeah. go back and listen to it if you haven't. It's amazing. It's incredible. And it was a shift. And the yep. shift happened. And, you know, now she's worldwide. We all all know chicken salad chick. I love it. Yeah, right. I love it. Body plates on a croissant with a side salad. (laughs) Yes. I love your message and I love your product. And it just goes right along with everything that we do, you know. And everything that Say It Southern's about. And I just, I know. Yeah. I love that it's just two women, honey, doing it up there in St. Louis. (laughs) Yeah. I I was going to say, I just really wanted to have our community
0: meet you guys and learn more about your business and what you're doing because I feel like our listeners are going to love this Mm -hmm. and need this and can use this and will see value in what you're doing.
3: Amazing. That's awesome. We're just, yeah, thank you know, you so much for having us on. We could yeah, talk about we, this all day. I don't know. If you we could talk about that.
2: it all day. And we do. I mean, we just are so do. passionate about helping people glow. You know, I mean, it's just, we all benefit. Imagine what the world would look like if we could all, you know, glow a little brighter and be confident in who we are and show the world our talents and love, you know, spread love, you know, I mean, if you love yourself, you're probably going to, be more compassionate and loving towards others. And I think we're just at a point in the world right now where we, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to start unlocking
3: this. Yeah. So, How do people get in touch with you? So I think we mentioned that we spell glow funny with an E on the end. (laughs) So (laughs) you can find us at our website, glowconnective.com. That's G L O W E connective C O N N E C T I V E.com. We're on Instagram with the same spelling, Glow Connective, and we're also on LinkedIn, um, and we love individually connecting with people on LinkedIn too or Instagram. I mean,
1: well, thank you, thank girl, you guys so much. Thank yes. you for sharing a little bit of your busy, I'm so sure, day yes. with us. Yes. yes, now I'm ready to get back to work. Bye now before. we're gonna go. We're gonna get with the plan. We're ready to glow. We're ready to glow. Yep. I know. Love, love that. You. I love that. That's Good. awesome. Thanks, you guys. All right.
0: Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Well, it feels good to be
1: back in the land of the living. Finally, <laughs> it's good to have you back,
2: Sarah. <laughs> thank you,
0: thank you. Sarah, for It's me. hard
1: running this major company alone. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Glad you're back in. Uh, I'm out of La, La Land. In yes, operating, sure. right off painkillers. <laughs> yes, and exactly. For those who didn't know, let's just do. Let's just do a quick. Let's run it back. Let's just do a quick update of kind of what. What happened from yes. the beginning? real quick.
0: Um, I found a little spot on my head. I thought it was a little pimple or some sort of you know, ingrown hair. I'm not sure. But it wasn't going away, mm-hmm. and it kept getting bigger. And I was like, this is obviously not a pimple. Well, yeah. let's hope not, because we had another problem. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I thought maybe it was a mole. Then I learned that you don't grow new moles like that as an adult. Okay. So I needed to get it checked out. Right. Got it checked out, and they're like, oh, 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 that's basal cell. Mm-hmm. So had to have it removed Kept putting it off Mm -hmm. (laughs) because um, I
1: just, you know, it's an invasive procedure, the most. And they, I mean, you're kind of, what they said was going to happen was your face was going to swell. You're going to have two black eyes. You're going to, you know. Yeah. I I have a drain in my head. Like all this horrible stuff. So it, I mean, you had to have a kind of a minute Mm -hmm. to figure out when you could put that into your life, plus the recovery. I mean, it's, yeah, that's very hard to schedule
3: it in is. one day, you yeah. know?
0: And it ended up getting pushed out a total of almost like nine months. Yeah. Because it was July when I was supposed to have it done originally. Right. And then it was September. I was like, get away. Can't do it then. Right. Then it was November. And mm-hmm. they said, you're not going to want to do this over the holidays. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in bed with your, you know, three young children. You, you don't, bad idea. Yeah. So I pushed it to February. Right. So glad it is behind me. Yeah. Oof. So well,
1: glad. Fast forward though, it wasn't as bad as they said.
0: No, uh uh-uh. uh. Apparently I have a very uh, my skin has got quite a bit of elasticity in it in That's my scalp. Great. It's yes. wonderful. <laughs> it's very good when you're having uh plastic surgery on yeah. your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have to put a drain in. Um I have a ton of hair, so they chose to do stitches instead of staples, which is also great. Okay, what well, um, what does that matter? Uh I think it well staples your hair will grow back Mm -hmm. and if you have stitches the hair's not the follicles won't grow back there Mm -hmm. so but when she saw it i guess stitches are better okay they hold they're not as painful and they'll hold it better and you don't less infection all the things um so when she saw how much hair i had in there she was like oh she's not gonna miss Miss you yeah hair follicles so let's do stitches so she did that so i was very pleased everything went so well yeah Mm mm-hmm but you know what was interesting? When what? I went for my checkup, my follow-up with her, with the plastic surgeon, she said, I have to tell you. I was like, what? She said, um, I had no idea who you were. Mm-hmm. And she said, but after I did the surgery or whatever, she said, um, I started getting phone calls from her friends in Memphis. And they were like, did you do Sarah's surgery? <laughs> and she was like, What? these people even know and she's like, I can't of, talk she can't about, talk that. about right. that well come to find out the, her friends you know watch our stories and uh, you were talking about how Francis Kirkland yeah. or Fra- I'm sorry Francis Lawhead yeah. a maiden name Kirkland did the most procedure and then I went to see a plastic right well Francis refers everything to her, okay. pretty much. Okay. So their little group of friends knew, and they're like, "I can't believe it, Sarah from Saint Southern." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, now she's listening to the podcast.
1: So well, it was kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, you never really know. You never you know, never know mm-hmm. who's out there listening. Mm-hmm. Well, we're glad you're back. Yes, we're I'm glad just glad you're... it's behind me. And, yeah. And it was
0: not. It was just. It was all in my head. It yeah. was So much better than I thought it was going to be. So.
1: And literally, y'all, I'm. I'm looking at her. You really can't tell. You really. You can't mm. tell. And I let her borrow some hats. Yes,
2: <laughs>
1: so set. I'm ready. You know, I did uh, Taylor May on Instagram had a picture of y'all.
2: Oh, on uh-huh. your, uh,
1: and I said, "Mama looks good in the hat." I, I messaged her and I said, "Mama looks good in the hat." She goes, "Thank goodness you have some style." Oh, <laughs> I was like happy to share Taylor. May. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> you know, her mom's like. I mean, she's like, my mom has no style. Yes. Well, she thinks
0: you're just like the everything. You know. Please. Courtney loves products too, and yes. Taylor May, Taylor May is like a little a miniature you. Really, oh, she Lord. loves products. You love products, like that. She could talk about that for days. Like she was the drops. some some face drops. Yeah. I was like, what in the world? She was texting you about them. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't know. I don't How know did she is. know I had them? She didn't. She just figured you probably would. I wouldn't know. <laughs> she was asking
1: like, where did you get them? Yeah, or did you have any? Right. She's trying to find some. Yeah. I don't even know what it's they are. It's the elephant. Um, The Drunk Elephant Drops. (laughs) They're like a a bronzer, a Mm -hmm. facial bronzer, Mm -hmm. Um, which one of my best friend's daughters had them. And I was like, ooh, what's that? I was in her bathroom with her. She's Mm -hmm. 14. And she was like, oh, you got to have it. It's, you put this in your makeup. And I was like, well, we got to have those. So I put them on my Christmas list. Mm -hmm. And then my sister-in-law found them because she can find anything. Okay. So, yeah, I was like, Taylor May, they are worth the hype. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, girl. (laughs) Yeah. So. Anyway, well, I know. Well, that was cute. So, yeah, Yeah. you can borrow the hats as long as you want. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Hopefully, my hair will start growing back. I'm just whatever you need. So, you were feeling the love. Mm -hmm. You're feeling the love from your friends. Yes. Well, people reaching out.
0: (laughs) Coming in on Galentine's, Valentine's. That's right. Here we go. That's right. My least favorite holiday.
1: I think of all time. Every, <laughs> I actually went to um, the Sy- Jackson Symphony last night and I had a little Galentine's table. You were mm-hmm. supposed to go, mm-hmm. but you, you said no mm-hmm. since you had a big bandage on your head. Um, but I we went around the table and I was like, "Okay, tell me like what what you're feeling. Do you own Valentine's?" And they were all like, "What." I mean, you know, basically everybody's synopsis was, it's a forced holiday. Mm -hmm. They don't like to go somewhere with a white tablecloth and a rose on it just because it's Valentine's Day. You know, everything feels very forced. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't have daughters. And so a lot, some of the mothers were like, I do, my husband does something for my daughters. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, that's sweet. You know, I guess. Um, You know, that's important. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Jason, our tradition used to be um, order pizza and watch When Harry Met Sally because that's, like, my favorite movie ever. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, you know, you just you get older and you don't have time to watch. Yeah, it you wanna sit down and watch it. No. You've seen it, let's maybe another. Yeah. Maybe next year. Like give me a card, <laughs> pat me on the back and then, you know, next. <laughs> yeah, next. That's yeah. how I feel about it. I just feel like it's like you're saying,
0: it's such a hype. It's contrived. It seems everything seems so rushed. Yes. It's like, oh gosh, I gotta run into Walgreens and buy a bouquet of flowers. And yeah. Spend forty dollars yeah.
1: on daisies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. or chocolate candy and just yeah. get all the junk and well, I do. You know, I always kind of set up for, like, whatever holiday it is around my house. Mm-hmm. You know, my kids love that. I know yours love that, too. Yes. And so, like, I will do some kind of little something for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. a little Valentine's, whatever. You know what I'm going to try this year?
0: What? Okay, let me tell you this. I saw this on, like, Instagram or something. Okay. And this is what I'm going to do for my girls for dinner. Okay. I'm making roses. Oh. Okay. So, there, you take pizza crust, and you roll it out. Now, I've not tried this yet, so... You know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Instagram yeah, it versus turns reality. Out. Yeah. But you cut them with the pizza, you know, like a slice um in strips, probably okay. like an inch thick, you uh-huh. know? Uh-huh. And then you put pizza sauce down, mozzarella cheese, and pepperonis, roll them, and kind of how you do like a charcuterie, roll it, yeah. and it makes a rose. Yeah. So you roll up the pizza dough, put it in a muffin tin, and <gasps> bake it. Cute. So it's like a little mini pizza. Yeah, Pizza roast. So... Well, I'm going to try it.
1: We'll see how it turns you out. You put this right next to the mummy dogs. You do it. <laughs> yes, yes. And the goulash. See, you love a themed food. I, I don't do. really do with am Now I might do like a heart-shaped waffle or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But other than that, I, I don't really I don't get into it. But that that's cute. Yeah. Well, I'll keep you posted if that's it turns cute. out cute. Yeah. And they're not going to eat it. They
0: don't like pepperoni, so they're they're, you know, just going to eat the cheese and the <laughs> Bread. So you would make it with pepperoni even though they don't like yeah. pepperoni? Yeah, it's just like the mummy dogs. They don't like, even like hot dogs. So <laughs> they just eat the, the devil and then go eat some candy out in the street. You oh, know? my gosh.
1: <laughs> well, that's cute. I, yeah, I I do the little decorating. But other than that, it's, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Well, you know, we got a lot of love on this week was your brother's their podcast that we replayed. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. fun! I I listened to it. I went back because I couldn't remember what we talked about. It was so long ago. It was yeah, 2019. I know. Is that right? Yeah. And I laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved hearing about like your brothers talk about what they were striving to do and yeah. where their goals were, you know, and all that. And they exceeded that. Yeah. I mean, and they had just gotten on Luke Combs because they they didn't even know if they were going to be on that album. So right. they were talking about Luke Combs, yeah. but they ended up being on the album, mm-hmm. having a number one. Dan mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. off that mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. And the uh, five four three two one uh-huh. was on that one. Uh-huh. Um, that's still one of my favorite songs yep. they've written. And now, I mean, they've got a new album coming out. And they've had another number one. It,
1: oh, what was the other okay, one? Okay, so oh, the, the like, first one was Better Together. And then the second album that they were, they were both on, they had The Kind of Love We Make. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was their number one. And then the new album, they have, I think Dan has five or six songs. Reed's got three songs. Yeah. Two songs, three songs on there. I mean, it's crazy. Well, I heard, so
0: Friday, I think it released. Am I what? saying this right? The Love any love You Anyways. Yes. Friday. Yes. This past that's Friday. That's the first
1: song of the new album that's been released. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize he
0: wrote it, first of all. mm mm-hmm. I had tears in my eyes. I was like, that is a good song. And then I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm, I wonder if Dan wrote that. Because yeah. I knew he had songs on that album. Yeah. And he did. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my it's Dan's song so then I like I was playing it you know, like I was like it's another number one it's another number one I
1: know it's so yeah it is it's well in the it, I thought it was sweet too because a lot of times you know these artists they get these songs they don't know who these guys are that are mm-hmm. writing you know but Luke wrote this thing on Instagram or Facebook that basically said here's was the premise behind the song my wife was on tour Dan was out with us and um And he was basically like, are you coming to the show or something? And she's like, I will. I may. I may get off the bus. I may not. I mean, really, you've seen one. You've seen all 950 of them. And he was like, I'll love you anyway if you don't. You know, I'm going to love you if you're here. I'll love you anyway if you're not. And Dan picked up his phone and just jotted it down in his phone. And then three years later... Dan said, Well, this is actually something that you said on tour one time when I was there. And he was like, I did. And, you know, they wrote the song with uh-huh. Ray Fulcher, and um, here we are. Oh, isn't that yeah, crazy. That is crazy. I have chills. Mm-hmm. The song's so good.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, now I know the backstory, and I don't know. I just <laughs> feel like so proud. It's, they're not even my brothers. But. I know.
1: You can claim them. Though. I get so excited. <laughs> I know. I mean, well, it is. I mean, it's crazy to think. All of it is just Mm -hmm. so crazy to think. Mm -hmm. Somebody last night came up to me at the symphony and they were like, I mean, when they were just like growing up, did you ever... And I was like, no. Yeah. But you, I mean, we're all kind of full of it a little bit so mm-hmm. we can all talk our way out of a paper bag so it just makes sense that they can do that in music. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, right. They can do that um, same scenario but... Um, well, it was it was really good and I enjoyed it. I think everybody enjoyed listening to it yeah. too. We got a lot of feedback uh-huh. on that. Uh-huh. Uh, so, But there's several good ones like that like going back in the archives man mm-hmm. and pulling stuff. I mean, okay... Well, Maggie Tucker yeah, has Ma- co- yeah. been
0: coming up. That has resurfaced. People are listening to
1: that one again and yeah. sending his messages. So and- Maggie Tucker is lives in Nashville and she has... This precious store called Magpies and Magpies Girls, and when we had her on the podcast, she had just experienced her miscarriage, mm-hmm. and um, someone went back and listened to it, and then wrote her and tagged us in it, and then it kind of started this whole spiral of people listening to that podcast again, and now she has two beautiful children, mm-hmm. and has opened another store in Paducah, and um, and you know it's yeah. just it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, it's fun. It's fun to revisit. I know. There's some. There's some Still good memory ones. Lane. We need to every now and then we'll pop in a re- rerun. Yeah, and see how it is. So anyway, okay, we've got some good ones coming up too. We so do. everybody's got to yep. stay tuned and stay tuned.
0: We're going to be having information on our getaway coming up. We're oh, started right. planning the getaway. Yes. So we saw our
1: stories this week. We were not paying bills. We were planning the getaway.
0: (laughs) To pay our bills. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Exactly. So. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.